KXA Radio News. I'm Wendy King. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Yes, and a good rainy Monday morning to everybody who's listening in. Um, congratulations, Boston Red Sox, on your World Series win last night. I'm glad it didn't go 18 innings because... <laughs> probably would have watched the whole thing and um, I'd still be here but I'd be a lot more tired but congratulations on the awesome win it was it was good I will say and I've said this before I was actually rooting for the Dodgers my father grew up in New York City Um, I was raised as two really I was raised more than anything else as a Yankees hater Um, a proud New York Yankees hater. So every team that is playing against the Yankees, that's my team. But my dad was a Dodgers fan too when they were in Brooklyn uh, back in the 50s. And then they moved out to California and uh, he remained as a Dodgers fan. And then we moved out to California and I also was a little bit of a Dodgers fan. Not my favorite team. I like the Red Sox too. But uh, in my heart, I had to root a little bit for the Dodgers. Anyway, congratulations, Boston Red Sox. You have done it again. Um, so you're listening to the United Way Community Connection show. We are here each and every Monday morning on WSMN 1590 AM at 9 AM. Um, the purpose for our show really is to connect people from our community to the nonprofits serving Greater Nashua. There are many, many nonprofits in our community. They run the gamut from the large, such as the Y or the Boys and Girls Club or Home Health and Hospice Care, to the small and tiny such as the Greater Nashua Dental Connection or one that you're going to be introduced to a little bit later today called Operation Delta Dog. I bet you very few people have heard of Operation Delta Dog. You won't be able to say that in an hour or so. Uh, The reason why you would want to listen and learn about these nonprofits is because a couple of things. One, first of all, they're all doing fabulous work. And But if you don't know what they do or who they serve or, or what their mission is, you will never know how to connect to their services. Perhaps you know somebody who has a low-income child who can't get dental care. Well, how many people out there know that actually the number one reason why children are likely to miss a day of school is for lack of dental care, for an untreated toothache? That is, in my mind, a pretty remarkable thing and something that we can address, but you can't do it unless you know. So getting connected to services is one reason to listen to the show. A second reason and a third reason, both let's say combined, is because people in our community often have resources that they can provide to nonprofits as well. Those typically include your time, 
um, and your treasure. So time is, you know, volunteering. And we're going to be talking quite a bit this morning about volunteering because I have a visitor with me who's a new employee at the United Way, and that's Sarah Caesar, who I'll introduce in just a couple of minutes. And she is our Director of Community Engagement and Volunteers at United Way. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about volunteering. That's one way to connect. The other is um, through donating money. And, of course, nonprofits are um, organizations, much like businesses, they have costs associated with running their programs. They don't do everything for free. And um, sometimes people are maybe maybe think they should do everything for free, but the fact of the matter is that the employees of nonprofits need to be paid and the buildings in which they reside have mortgages and electricity and utilities and um, they need to market themselves a little bit to get their name out there. So all of these are things that cost money, whether you, whether you really like it or not, and um, nonprofits can't do their work without that. So your support financially is also a reason. You're not going to volunteer or donate to something if you don't know what their mission is. And that's what we talk about a lot here is the mission of the nonprofits. What is the mission? The mission is the work they do, how they make a difference in our lives. So that's why you would listen to our show, Long-Winded Version, of course. Um, before we get into the show, <clears throat> so I usually try to be pretty upbeat guy. I think most people that know me uh, think I'm very positive. And... Um, I certainly try to project that in our show, even on a rainy Monday morning like today where the skies are overcast, it's a little bit of a chill in the air. Uh, but what I will say is, um, you know, we had this shooting down in Pittsburgh at the synagogue on Saturday morning. Um, now, I don't make a secret of it. I'm Jewish and the community, uh, whether you know, if you're if you belong to a community, if you're a black person and a, an African American church is is attacked. It's going to be something that all of us think about, and it resonates with you in a very specific way. The same applies to if you are in any denomination or congregation or just part of a group that's attacked by somebody else. It's going to be personal to you. I would hope that all of these things are personal to all of us all of the time, <clears throat> but I find this attack to be particularly. Um, ab abhorrent, considering especially that it was during the middle of uh, Monday morning, uh, Sunday, Saturday morning Shabbat services, and it was a baby naming ceremony, a bris, which is a sa sacred moment in a person's life. So um, I'm going to do something we don't normally do on the radio, and that's going to I'm going to have a moment of silence. So if you listen in and you and you don't know what's going on, that's because for the next couple of seconds we're going to observe just a moment of silence thinking about the people in Pittsburgh who were attacked and lost their lives this, this weekend on Saturday. Thank you for that. I do wish everybody healing in their hearts and forgiveness in their hearts. Um, and may nothing like this happen anytime anytime soon again. Um, anyway, thank you. So we're going to move on a little bit. I'm going to talk a little bit with, um, I'm going to talk later on about announcements in our show. So I, one thing you have to be, I've learned a little, is a little bit flexible when you're on the radio. George, when he teaches you this, these things, he teaches you how to, you know, do, do things like run the board and um, mention every so often your name, like a mic, so that people don't remember or when they tune in, they, they'll know what's going on. But what he doesn't train you is how to be extremely flexible. So I get a call this morning 
about an hour ago from who the person who is going to be on our show from 940 to 10, and that's Gabby Grimaldi from the Leukemia and Lymphoma, Lymphoma Society. Not surprising to me, she's having a very difficult time leaving the Boston area this morning to get here. So her GPS said that she was going to get here like 10 after 10. I'm sure she left on time. But I also am quite certain that the traffic is just a bear this morning. So I said, Gabby, don't stress about it. Don't get in an accident. Don't hurt yourself. um, And don't let it ruin your day. We will reschedule you, but it won't be until January. Okay? Yes, Mike, that's okay. So we're going to hear from Gabby back again in January, talking about the very important work of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. What does that mean to you? What that means to you is you're going to be the recipient of an amazing 20 minutes of the Just Mike show from 9.40 to 10 a.m. And I got a lot of things to talk with you about. So I'm going to hold off on announcements till that point and uh, some of the other things that are going on um, in the community that I'd like to share with you. And I'm going to go right now to our special guest. We have recently hired a new employee, United Way. Uh, We're a pretty small staff. There's just a couple of us. Um, but one of the things we've recognized is that we want to do a lot more work at United Way. <clears throat> we love what we're doing. We're just not doing as much of it as we'd like to. We'd like to do lots and lots more. And But we also don't want to do that by adding lots of costs and lots of overhead and lots of expenses. But we So we use a lot of volunteers for the work we do. Um, one thing I have learned at my couple of years at United Way is that volunteers are not very good at managing other volunteers. They can do pretty much anything you ask them to do, but managing each other is not a strong suit. So we've hired uh, Sarah Caesar. Sarah is our new Director of Community Engagement and Volunteerism. I think I got the title right. Sarah will, I'm sure, correct me if I got it wrong. And Sarah is from the community. Um, She and her husband, uh, they own a small business. Her husband, Sid, is a photographer. Many of you might know Sid. Um, and she comes to us um, with a with a pretty extensive nonprofit background, um, and so we've been introducing her to the community and starting to get involved with uh, um, recruiting and overseeing and using volunteers to really make a greater impact in our community. So, Sarah, welcome to the show this morning. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you on. And um, the first thing I would say before we get into too much of what you're doing for activities and and um, um, you know how you see your role moving forward is perhaps let's just talk a little bit about your background. So you're from Nashua. That's about all that I've told people, right? Yeah, I was uh, born and raised in Nashua. I went to um, the Catholic schools in Nashua. I graduated from Bishop Girton. Um, and then I, I went to um, New Hampshire Institute of Art and received a degree in photography. Um, after that, I did some work in, in Nashua at some nonprofits like uh, Nashua Community Music School, and Church of the Good Shepherd, and then I went back to New Hampshire Institute of Art to work in their um, financial aid office, their development office, and then later with um, alumni um, coming up with professional development um, courses for them and, and supporting their, their needs. Um, so that's that's basically what I've been doing for the past <laughs> the past my, my life. So, yeah. Well, that is a lot, and that's very impressive. I will have to say you're also relative, at least, Compared to me, you're also still a young person, right? So, so that's really a lot when you think about it. And we're we're so excited for you to bring that background to to United Way and to help to uh, engage our community. What are some of the ways in which you are starting to look at uh, volunteerism in in United Way? So, um, I've been working with the um, web portal that United Way put together, Volunteer Greater Nashua. Uh, I've been taking a look at that and working with some other um, nonprofits to get them to um, 
put up their um, needs, their volunteer needs on that website. Um, so we have a lot of needs on that website that were posted by other nonprofits like um, mentorship needs. So the Boys and Girls Club has posted there um, and the Youth Council has posted there and a variety of the, um, the elementary schools have posted their needs there also. Um, so like Dr. Crisp Elementary School needs um, after school homework help and a lot of the other, other elementary schools need that sort of thing also. Um, the Boys and Girls Club has posted a need um, for a, a Lego um, robotics coach. Um, so it's a wide variety of things that are posted there, as well as um, Family Promise of Greater Nashua. They need a cook. So those, those kinds of things are, are um, real needs in the community. So I've been taking a look at that. And then I've also been looking at the needs of United Way, um, the volunteer needs for committees and that kind of thing. Um, and, and United Way definitely has a lot of openings on committees as well. Um, the marketing committee needs assistance, um, events committee, finance committee. So there, there are a lot of groups um, within United Way that need help also. And it seems like being on a committee um, is a good entry to um, board service also. So if somebody is interested in board service, it's kind of a, um, a light step in the direction of, of that to kind of get to know the organization. So yeah, I've been taking a, a look at um, what, what United Way needs and what the community needs as well. So I'm looking at this, <clears throat> the website you mentioned, the web portal, Volunteer Greater Nashua, that actually is the, the website address. It's volunteergreaternashua.org. And um, I do see a bunch of different agencies. Now, if you are <clears throat> with a nonprofit and you use volunteers or you want to use volunteers to help with your, with your mission work, um, well, how would you go about um, taking advantage of this, of this resource? So if you're a nonprofit, um, the first thing you need to do is set yourself up with a login. Um, and then once your login is approved by United Way, then you'll need to go to the top of the page and um, go to, I believe it's um, manager at the top of the page. And then, sure. yeah, and then you can log in all of your, 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 um, your needs there. So what's so pretty great about this is I'm like I just picked the very first not the very first organization that's there and that's the 21st Century After School Program, Truth in Advertising. My daughter works in that program, so that's one of the reasons. Also, I clicked on the icon, and I see they have posted opportunities for people to do things like help out with homework at Dr. Crisp Elementary School, or at any of the other it looks like Title One schools. So a person from the community could I, I suspect just. Click on one of those and sign up right there. Right, exactly. Yep, and then the um, that organization will contact them for further information about them and get them started. It's yeah, it's a very simple process. That's pretty fantastic. I also know that this is a uh, partnership with the Nashua Telegraph and and their um, sister companies, the Cabinet and the Journal publications, and uh, they help pay for some of this. But they also have a link right on their on their homepage at, at uh, the Telegraph that says something like volunteer or get connected or something, and that's how a person from the community would find out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the best ways to do it. I mean, they can obviously do a web search as well, but going through the Telegraph or one of those other publications is a great way to get there. That's fantastic. So these other areas in which you, know, you can get involved with the United Way, maybe we want to dig down a little bit deeper into those. What are some of those specific opportunities that people do have? 
Uh, within United Way, um, we definitely need help with the marketing committee. Um, so the marketing committee basically just um, looks at different ways to get uh, the information about United Way out to the community, um, be it through um, social media, um, the website, articles in the newspaper, and a variety of other ways to, to get people's attention. So the, the marketing committee is basically looking for people with a marketing background um, or people who are, are interested in that or have um, been doing a lot of social media, that type of thing. And people with ideas. That's definitely what, what we're looking for with for the marketing committee. Um, the events committee does a, a lot of really interesting things. Um, United Way does a large number of um, fundraising events such as um, Over the Edge, um, up in Manchester, the repelling event, and um, Sleep Out in September um, at the community college, that kind of thing. So, um, and these are a lot of um, events that have a lot of um, work up to, to the actual day of the event. So we need help planning for those kinds of things. Um, and a lot of that is um, logistics. So people who have um, experience in, in doing logistics or people who are interested in getting into working in events also. Um, and, and that's another um, opportunity for people that have a marketing background too. Um, and people who have done a lot of um, nonprofit fundraising and that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. That's really great, Sarah. So um, if somebody's interested in learning about any more of these opportunities, what would be the best way for people to find out more? Well, they can go to that Volunteer Greater Nashua website um, to take a look at the, the needs posted there, or they can contact us directly. They can, um, they can email me or call me at um, United Way. And, okay. Yeah. Okay, and I, that's uh, Sarah, dot, Sarah Caesar or S. Caesar at, or how does that work? Yeah, it's um, S. Caesar at United Way nashua.org. Um, Caesar is spelled a little bit differently though. It's um, C-E-A-S-E-R. Um, so that might be a little bit tricky for people. But <laughs> So call United Way and ask for Sarah. Yes. And she will get you connected um, to opportunities at United Way or opportunities in the community that might exist. And we're pretty excited about having you on board, Sarah. So thank, thank you. you for, well, thank you for coming on the show today. And um, we are going to actually take our first break. So um, I'm going to turn off your mic and tell people about uh, a little bit about our break and our next visitor, okay? Great. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. So our show is brought to the air by um, the sponsorship, through the sponsorship of uh, Stone Properties of Greater Nashua, and you will hear a little bit from them um, during the break. Um, after the break, we're going to have our next guest on, and this is an organization that I'm going to bet you dollars to donuts. Do people still say that? Dollars to Donuts, you have not heard of Operation Delta Dog, and you are going to want to learn about this because it is about vets and service animals, and we you know, we love our vets and want to find ways to support them, and we love our service animals, so this seems like just something that everybody's going to want to learn a little bit about, a little bit more about. We'll be back in a couple minutes. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590 AM. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg, and thank you for tuning in. So I'm not sure what's going on. We seem to be experiencing some technical difficulties. If you can bear with me just one minute while my genius on the board, Joey, takes a quick look at why our um, stuff is not coming in. Ah, 
it was as simple as a button and the wrong knob. That's what happens when you deal with amateurs like Mike Affelberg. I rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I knew right then that she was special. That's just one adoption story that started at a shelter. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Title Boxing Club is the best and only authentic full-body boxing workout that changes your body, clears your mind, and completely engages your spirit. Our signature workout utilizes the fundamentals of a true boxer's workout, including proper heavy bag training to strengthen and tone your arms, legs, back, core, stamina, and your confidence. Empowering, exhilarating, and totally addictive. This is your new favorite workout class. Visit them online at titleboxingclub.com or call 603 Two zero six five six zero eight. That's two zero six five six zero eight. And begin today. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. As school resumes and school buses fill our roads, the medics at American Medical Response want to remind both parents and children about bus safety. Never assume that drivers of other vehicles are in fact stopping for the school bus. Walk on sidewalks to the bus stop. Never run. Children must stay out of the danger zone around the bus, which is 10 feet wide or 5 giant steps on all sides of the bus. At that distance from the bus, the bus driver can see you. Check out more safety tips at amr.net slash safety. AMR medics are here for you every hour of every day. Well, good Monday morning. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We're here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with the nonprofits in our community about the work they do, why it matters, how it changes lives, and how you can get connected um, to them as organizations, um, either in uh, receiving services or supporting them as a volunteer. So we're joined today by um, our next guest, who is Charlotte Trodden. Charlotte is with an organization which I promise on the radio most people have not heard of, and that is one of the reasons why we're here doing what we do. And Charlotte is the development officer with an organization called Operation Delta Dog. Um, I, I think once we talk about what they do, you'll understand why the title Operation Delta Dog actually is really reflective of their work. 
Um, and development officer means that Charlotte is the chief fundraising face at the organization, um, which means she's going to be involved with marketing and events and fundraising opportunities and just ways to get people connected um, in giving back to Operation Delta Dog. So Charlotte, welcome to our show this morning. Good morning. Good morning. So tell us a little bit about Operation Delta Dog. What is it that you do? All right. So Operation Delta Dog was founded about five years ago when our founder happened to see two PSAs almost back to back. The first one was talking about the number of shelter dogs um, that are euthanized every day in our country, which made her heart broken. And a few minutes later, a PSA came on um, that was talking about the fact that we are losing our veterans to suicide at the rate of about one per hour. And she felt like there had to be a way to take these two terrible things that were happening in our country Make some, combine them and do something good for both of them at once. And that's and, how we began. And so I can see people understanding both of those. Um, I know in our family, we are um, habitual adopters of dogs, I think. We are too. <laughs> and, um, you know, um, we also care about veterans, as do I think all of us. So, what are uh, what was what what is the solution? Okay, so Operation Delta Dog, we rescue shelter dogs, and we have very high level training teams that train these dogs to become service dogs for veterans that are suffering from PTSD or traumatic brain injuries, both which um, are the leading causes of veteran suicide. So the dogs get rescued and they stay in our facility, which is um, in Hollis, New Hampshire. And they get trained quite intensively for about four months with our trainers so that they, they know the basics. And at that point, they then get paired with their veteran. And that's like almost like Match.com because you have to make sure that the personalities and the needs of both the dog and the veteran mix well. So that's one of the fun parts that we really get to do is to make sure that we're making a great solid team. Yeah, that's pretty remarkable. While you were talking, and I, I would probably would, would actually have not said anything else for the remaining 20 minutes of our talk because I was just so fascinated and enamored with your website. In particular, <laughs> doggy I'm, pictures on there. <laughs> oh my God, I'm looking at that right now. So you have a website which is simply www.operationdeltadog.org. That's operationdeltadog.org. And um, one thing is there's this whole section that says the Delta Dogs. And I've been sort of like scrolling through that. And I came across a dog named QC who has little legs and a big heart and is just the sweetest looking thing you've ever seen. And you scroll down a little bit and you see um, QC being paired up with a person who um, has obviously suffered an injury. Um, and just the relationship is so obvious between them and all of your other dogs here are just fantastic. So how long have you been doing this? So Operation Delta Dog has been in existence for five years. Um, they started basically in the founder's home. And so the dogs were living with the founder and the trainers um, and volunteers. And we ended up having the need get so great for the volunteers that needed our service that we wanted to expand and have the dogs housed where we 
you know, where we are and where we stay. Um, they had a little bit of trouble finding places in Massachusetts that would allow the dogs to stay in a facility. And Hollis, New Hampshire opened their arms, welcomed us. We have a beautiful facility that just opened in March. And it's really cool. I welcome um, people, if they ever want to come see it, to call me and we can set up a visit. We have a place for the training. They have a place, that little part that looks like a living room, shopping carts, handicap doors so that the dogs can get real life training. And from that base, once the dogs are ready, they take the dogs on adventures. They went to Boston a few weeks ago to learn how to navigate subways and busy streets and help veterans know when to cross roads. And really, especially with PTSD, the one thing we have to train our dogs to do is understand if crowds get to be too much for our veterans and how to navigate crowds and still make the veteran feel safe in a crowd. Yeah, absolutely. So these are, um, are these almost, are these exclusively support dogs that are sort of more emotional support or they're also guide dogs as well in, in this mix? That's a great question, um, which kind of gets confused a lot, especially where people are bringing many forms of animals onto airplanes as <laughs> emotional well, support animals. Well, I flew, I can tell you that is the truth. I flew down to Florida with my wife a couple of weeks ago, and I think there were probably a quarter as many dogs as there were people on the plane. And I and I sat there and I said, you know what? I'm a little nervous flying too. I don't really probably qualify for an emotional support dog, but I do love my dog. So I'm thinking I'm going to maybe, yeah, maybe from now on when I fly, I'll bring my dog too. <laughs> Just got to get like the appropriate vest or something. So that is definitely um, where we differ. We have, um, we have true service dogs. Yeah. So if a dog does not completely make it through the training in which they qualify, they can then be an emotional support dog. But to become a, a Delta dog, they have to they have to go through quite a bit more training than that to be certified. And our trainers um, work with the veterans on a yearly basis to maintain that service dog status so that they can keep their vest. That's pretty that's pretty fantastic. I um yeah, you know, sometimes nonprofits come on the show and I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. And I love you because you're a nonprofit and that seems like important work and, 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 and like that. But your heart really isn't drawn. This is just so amazing. I love you What's guys. What's not to love? There's lo- veterans, there's I lo- dogs. I, it's amazing. Anybody who hasn't got, like, go to this website, operationdeltadog.org. I, I dare you to do it and not volunteer or donate. Like you're going to want to do this right now. Um, Charlotte, you have any upcoming events or things where people can get involved? We do. We have a really exciting event. It's on November 10th. It is our annual Walk and Wag event. And if you go to walkandwagforveterans.com, you can register to walk. You can donate to existing walkers. You can come, you can bring your dog or not bring your dog. It is in Carlisle, Massachusetts at the Great Brook State Farm, which is beautiful. It's a lovely two mile walk through the woods. We are gonna have military touch of trucks. We have face painting and balloon sculptures for the kids. We are still looking for vendors for that day, for people that do crafts and pottery and want to have their small business shown. Um, Sure. That's something because that's a big part of of the day that we invite the community to just come be be a part of that. 
we are going to have um, a little adopt me booth for our dogs that weren't able to pass the service dog test and are looking for a forever home yeah that's wonderful so i see great. i clicked on your website also where it's in the about us section the sixth annual walk and wag for veterans and you can sign up right there um it's on november 10th at uh, 2018 and i also saw that you have some great sponsors here i think it's always worth recognizing businesses that support our local nonprofits: triple a mfa redfin well pet new vera Dana Wallboard. I'm not sure if there are any others at this point who've signed up. Sure. So um, we also have the Bedford Rotary. Wonderful. Yes, that they just came on as a sponsor. Bedford, New Hampshire, Bedford, Mass. Bedford, Mass. Okay. Yep. And we are still, we have until this Friday afternoon to finalize our sponsorships. Fantastic. That's great. You know, sponsors are very important. They help to amongst other things, defray the costs of some of these events Absolutely. so that they can be so that they can be a profitable fundraiser. Um, so are there other ways in which people can get involved with volunteering with Operation Delta Dog? Sure, there are a few different ways. Um, we are currently looking for foster families. So the perfect age to start a dog in training is 14 months. But sometimes our trainers will see what they know is going to be a great dog to be trained, but the dogs may only be nine or ten months old yep. and not quite ready for training. So we are looking for foster families that are will willing to give the dog a home until for the few months until they are old enough to that, do the trainings. That sounds like such a hard job. I think I'm ready to <laughs> sign up right now. Um, uh, one thing I did want to ask you for sure is, um, so let's say you are yourself a veteran and maybe you suffered um, an injury in service um, or maybe you came back with um, post-traumatic stress or um, something else that just um, you need help with and this program might be perfect for you or somebody who you know like that. How, how do you qualify and how do you learn more about becoming one of the uh, Delta Dog recipients? Excellent, so um, in order to qualify, you do need a recommendation from your primary care doctor or your therapist, um, okay. which you know is usually not difficult to get. To really start the process, I suggest that people either email at info at operationdeltadog.org and give your name and number and our staff will call you back. Or you can call us directly at 603-921-5253. Just talk to us, we'll talk you through the process and make it as easy as possible. That's fantastic and of course I see all that information is on your website as well. So. Um, and yeah, and it's really, you know, the one thing that separates us is there are other organizations in the country that will they will breed dogs to be service dogs, train them, and then hand them off to the veteran fully trained. We not only rescue the dogs, but we do a lot of hands-on training with the veterans. So once the veteran team gets made, they then work for six to eight weeks intensively with our trainers before the dog even moves to their house so that they are fully aware of how to make sure that the dog is responding to them instead of just our trainers yeah. that's a great transition and then um, our team stays with them through the life of the dog and that's they stay with the families and it is a, an entire family the, the entire family gets 
benefits from this. A lot of times we forget that our veterans come home to families. Yeah, that's absolutely and, true. And we do forget that. Mm-hmm. We had one little girl, I remember I had just started working here and she showed up with a truckload of presents for our dogs. <laughs> Dog food and yeah, toys. And she had had her birthday party and instead of presents, she asked all her friends to bring stuff for Delta Dog. And I asked her why. I said, oh my God, my kids would never. <laughs> give up give up what they wanted and she said well you guys gave mm-hmm. us our dog and now my dad goes places with me that's so great so that's so great that's huge and i bet you have probably a thousand stories that are just like that um, all of which are human and animal and just such a great connection so we're about out of time charlotte that any last great. any last words of things that you want people to know about operation delta dog before we sign off please for just our... go to our website email us if you have questions and um join us at the walk and wag for a beautiful walk and a fun day november 18th november 10th november 10th see that's why i said it just to make sure <laughs> you were yeah. november 10th that's wonderful thank you so much charlotte Thanks for having us you are listening to the united way community connection show here on wsmn 1590 am i'm your host mike affelberg we were going to take our next break and after the break we'll be back with our final special guest today um who is that oh that's me so i'll be interviewing myself because we got to be flexible when you're on the radio so see you in just a couple minutes on the other side of our break This is Mark Allegro. If you like what you hear during my show, you'll love what you read in the Boston Broadside. I urge you to subscribe today. Call 978-352-6800. For 30 bucks, you'll receive 12 monthly issues of New England's only conservative newspaper. Get news without the liberal spin. The Boston Broadside. Subscribe today, 978-352-6800. That's 978-352-6800. The Boston Broadside. This is Dennis Hogan, your county attorney. I care about getting good results for victims and for taxpayers. Please help me continue to fight crime with a fully professional approach. I keep the focus on our primary task. No political or personal consideration is made in determining what we do. My hiring for the office is done based only on merit. These are the keys to excellence. We punish those who require punishment and get help for those who need it. Continue this approach by voting Dennis Hogan for Hillsborough County Attorney. Vote for Dennis Hogan for County Attorney. Paid for by Hogan for County Attorney. Hi, this is Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. Now that the leaves are turning, it's not too early to start thinking about servicing or installing a high-efficiency heating system for your home. At Joyce Cooling and Heating, we can install a new comfort system using name brands like Lennox Furnaces or Air Conditioners, Renai Boilers and Water Heaters, or Mitsubishi Ductless Systems. Don't wait until you have no heat. Call Joyce Cooling and Heating at 882-4244 or on the web at JoyceCool.com. 
Com. And remember, utility rebates start back up in January. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. The Village Network was created for only one reason, to keep those 62 and older in their home as long as possible, ideally for the rest of their life. The Village Network is the answer for children who do not live nearby and worry about their parents being able to remain independently and safely at home. The Village Network has a network of trusted providers and volunteers who provide transportation, home repair, home-delivered meals, grocery shopping, and others who are there to help when you need them. We can even find someone to walk your dog. The Village Network does not charge thousands of dollars of upfront costs for services you may never need. With the Village Network, you only pay for services when you need them. Become a member of the Village Network today by calling 603 891 0008. That's 603 891 0008. The Village Network. Become a member today. Well, good Monday morning. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590 AM. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 AM talking about the nonprofits that serve our community. We were just re- just now joined by Operation Delta Dog and uh, talked a little bit about how they connect um, our veterans to service animals in the in the per- for the purpose of um, helping support our veteran community and at the same time helping to deal with the ever-present issue of, um, of dogs that are being put down because they are unwanted and um, just uh, you know don't have a home. So this is just a remarkable organization, and we thank them for coming on the show today and hope to learn more about what they're doing in the, in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead. Uh, I did mention that normally we have two different nonprofits come on the show. One of them is um, the first interview, which we just had. One of them is would right now be on the show with me, but the person who was going to be with us, um, <laughs> she got stuck in traffic on her way out of Boston on this rainy Monday morning, and these things happen. And uh, so when they do, that's okay. You got to be able to be a little bit flexible in life. And so today it's just me interviewing myself. So if this sounds a little bit like I'm, 
you know, Mike talking to himself on the mic on the radio show, that's okay. That is exactly what it is. You are not um, hearing something strange and bizarre going on. But I do have a lot of stuff I wanted to share with you anyway. So first of all, a couple of upcoming events, which I think are really important that you wouldn't probably learn about otherwise. Um, And I'm just going to mention two of those. On November 7th, starting this November 7th, which is Thursday, um, and it's going to be the 7th, 14th, 28th, December 5th, and December 12th at the Arlington Street Community Center. Teen Institute, who has been on our show before and is an organization statewide which provides opportunities for teens to become more resilient um, in their lives, they're providing a workshop called Staying Connected with Your Teen. And it's a free workshop. It's for families of teens, parents, grandparents, caregivers of youth that are ages 11 through 17. Um, I can tell you this organization is fabulous and their programming is just top notch. So if you have a teen and you want to learn how to, more, how to better stay connected with them in this day and age, uh, I would de- highly recommend signing up for this program at the Arlington Street Community Center. Best way to find out about that is to send an email to Julie Yerkes, which is J Yerkes, Y E R K E S, dot T I for Teen Institute at gmail.com. J Yerkes dot T I at gmail.com. Or you can call them at area code 978 I 100% guarantee you this will be a fabulous program. Space is limited, they're limited to 15 people. So please sign up for that. Um, you will not be sorry at all with the program. The other thing I wanted to mention, and that is um, this Friday, November 2nd, the um, Accentria Care Alliance is putting on a program that deals with the uh, stigma, mental health um, issues across cultures. And of course, Nashua is the most diverse community in the state of New Hampshire, and we are a welcoming community, and sometimes there is still stigma associated with mental health anyway, but the but stigma is different depending upon a cultural context. And I will say that, for example, I know of immigrant communities where um, mental illness is simply not recognized um, at all. And this is perhaps how things used to be here in the 50s when it wasn't talked about and it was very hush-hush. And it still is a little bit of that today, but I think we're getting better. Um, but across other cultures, sometimes this is not the case. And being culturally effective and culturally competent, understanding that people look at these things differently based on where they, how they were raised, where they're from, what context they have culturally, can be very important, especially if you really want to help. And I think at our at the root in our hearts, we all really do want to help. So. This is also a free program. It's actually going to be at the United Way offices on Broad Street here in Nashua. It's this Friday from 9 a.m. to uh, about 12.30, just after noon. And the, uh, its cost is free. It's a three-and-a-half-hour program. Um, and the best way to find out about that and to register would be um, go to the website Greater Nashua IDN. That's for the Integrated Delivery Network, greaternashuaidn.org front slash event dash calendar greater org front slash event dash calendar and uh, it's a great program really really awesome for people who are nurses physicians social workers or just from the community at large who care about mental health um, issues in our community 
So a couple other things I wanted to mention. Um, so last week was a pretty busy week, as they all are in our community. It was Red Ribbon Week. So Red Ribbon Week is a national initiative, been around for a bunch of years now, that focuses on drug prevention. And our National Prevention Coalition, um, of which uh, United Way and many or other organizations are a part, uh, had a bunch of events to um, bring a focus to drug prevention, um, especially with our youth. And I was lucky enough to be at the kickoff, which was at Lita Lanes in the Glow Bowling area of Lita Lanes. If you haven't been there in a long time, you should check it out. It's actually pretty cool. Um, and uh, there were probably, I would say, 75 kids and their advisors from all different schools throughout Nashua there. Um, just having a, a fun time, but also with a purpose of um, coming together around drug prevention. So it was really great. And if you want to learn more about Nashua Drug Prevention, um, just go to the Nashua Prevention Coalition's Facebook page and you can learn more and get connected to them. It's really a really great initiative. <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to mention last week was the um, Nashua Listens, which we have talked about here occasionally in the past. Nashua Listens is a new initiative. And that's just a grassroots thing, um, not really an organizational thing. They're just uh, a couple of folks from the community, um, myself included, but also uh, my friend Jen from the library, my friend Steve from Southern New Hampshire Services, um, a bunch of other folks who are involved, um, Rabbi John from Temple Beth Abraham. And our whole purpose around Nashua Listens is to bring to the community a capacity to listen to one another and talk with one another in today's day and age, which can be so contentious and so argumentative and combative. And we seem nowadays to have our default setting set to stun or kill. You know, this is not Star Trek. We don't have to set phasers to stun. We can set our phasers to talk. And I just made that up. Isn't that profound? Amazing things really do happen when I interview myself. So set phasers to talk and listen, and that's what Natural Listens is about. We had a fantastic listen, listening session, a community conversation. It was at the United Methodist Church right here on Main Street. And it was about the use of open spaces in our community. You know, there's a lot of argumentation you see, especially on social media, about people loitering or drinking or being loud and obnoxious and taking drugs or whatever. Um, in front of the library or on Main Street or at City Hall or in our parks. And, um, you know, these are spaces that are created by the community and for the community. And so the whole idea of the listening session was to let's get it out there. Let's talk about why do people act how they act and what, what um, do people want from their open spaces and how do we make these open spaces um, welcoming to all in our community. It was a great conversation. About 35 people were there. Um, we're writing up some notes on it. We'll be definitely forwarding that information to um, some of our civic leaders like the mayor's office and our board of aldermen, um, our police chief, you know, just so that they kind of know what came up and what was talked about and some ideas that maybe came up for using these spaces. The point of all this is you should check it out. We have a Facebook page um, called Nashua Listens, Greater Nashua Listens, and become a friend there. And um, we're going to have more conversations um, in the months and years ahead. And hopefully this will be some really great, really great platform for people to um, talk with one another about issues that are important to them without yelling at each other on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to do that all the time, right? So um, we also had a seminar last week. Boy, actually, now that I think about it, I was a pretty busy guy. So 
Last week we had on Friday morning our first planned giving seminar. Um, we've been working on this for a very long time, um, almost a year now. We've put together a team at United Way, which includes uh, two different financial planners, two different accountants, two different attorneys, and um, the uh, the group put together a seminar, which was held actually at the public library. We had about 15 people there, and we talked about planned giving, estate planning, accounting taxes, and the law. Now, I know that sounds dry and boring. Um, I mean, I mean, just the title almost puts me to sleep, right? And I was, and I'm the enthusiastic supporter. But I will tell you, it was a really great program. Uh, people sometimes don't realize how many different ways there are to help themselves, help their heirs, and help their community through a thoughtful uh, planned giving process. I'm particularly pleased with the presenters that we had. We had uh, a presenter from How Riley and How, which is an accounting firm up in Bedford. We had a presenter from um, Weissman, Tessier, Lambert, and Halloran, Kevin Halloran, who talked about the financial planning perspective. And we had an attorney um, Sarah Paris from Morno Law, who talked about the legal perspective, and I spoke a little bit about what planned giving means at United Way as well. It was a great seminar. We're going to do it again. We're looking to do it, um, you know, every three to four months, um, and it's going to be always open to the public and always free, um, but informational and not arm twisting in nature. So it was pretty great. I'm excited about that. A couple things also that are coming up this week um, that I wanted to mention. Um, tonight at the Board of, All, Board of Ed meeting, there's a group of students from Nashville High School South. They're going to be making a presentation on how to close the gap for um, school breakfast and lunch where kids maybe don't quite qualify for free and reduced lunch or breakfast, but um, also still have a need. And, um, you know, the last thing we want in our school district is to, for kids not to become educated because they're hungry. So we have to think about this a little bit. And the Board of Ed will be um, listening to some of their proposals. I'm going to be there, and I'm pretty excited about what they have to say. Um, I am going to start talking with you guys in the weeks to come about the Blizzard Blast. More to come on that. The Blizzard Blast is a program um, it's actually a fundraiser, which we're going to be doing at the end of January, which involves, I don't know, it's like a tough mutter in the snow. How can you beat that? So there's the music. Music means we are going to be done for the week. And so I'm going to tell you, you're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590 AM. We will be back in about a week. Well, actually in about a week. In exactly one week, we will be back at 9 a.m., next Monday, and our guests next week will include Bar Harbor Bank, who um, uh, was the Nashua Bank previously, and talking about how they give back to the community. A fantastic nonprofit called N68 Hours of Hunger, which deals with childhood hunger in our school district, um, talking about their programming, and then the Greater Nashua Public Health Department will be on as well. So it's going to be a fantastic program. Up next is The Village Network with Suzanne Koperniak. Um, always a great show to listen to. And until next week, I will say just this. Please let's be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. Radio News with Chris Barnes. Two suspects in two unrelated but both hate-filled crimes last week are due in federal courtrooms today. The accused synagogue mass shooter, Robert Bauer.